I'm so thankful to be able to be here because this is our third Christmas Eve at, at a, as a church, but it's our first ever Christmas Eve here at the place we call home, Hillsboro High School. And it's been amazing to be able to be here and create just a beautiful Christmas Eve setting for you and your family. I do got to take a second and just shout out all of our volunteers who we call the home team. Uh, they set all this up to make it beautiful so we could have a great night together. But sometimes you don't see the crazy things that happen behind the scenes just about an hour before service, uh, we blew a breaker in the back of the stage, and we lost power in all the auditorium. And so all our team was running around, running extension cords, making sure we could get, get power back into this place so we could have a great night together. Would you do me a favor and just say thank you to all our volunteers who do a great job week in and week out making this possible. And we're so thankful for them, and we're going to jump right into the message tonight. I just have an encouraging, quick message for you this evening, and then we'll get right to the candlelight portion of tonight. And I love just talking about Christmas. I love the experience of Christmas. I love the joy as we come together as a family. I love that we're all in here tonight as a church family, as a physical family. And tonight, the message that I want to bring you is called Hope is born. Hope is born. See, tonight what we're celebrating is that 2,000 years ago, the Son of God was born here on this earth. A testimony or a prophecy fulfilled that after God had been silent for 400 years, God broke that silence with the cries of a little baby, with the cries of that the Son of God was here on this earth. It was a very humble beginning he was born in a manger where animals were fed. There was no room for him in the inn, and now we get to celebrate decorating the manger and nativity scene every year. I've told you guys before that my son Shepard, who's three and a half years old, he has a little nativity scene that he loves setting up, and he knows where the angel goes, and Mary and Joseph, and Jesus, and all of that, because he rec we've tried to get him to recognize that this is an important day, even for you as a three-year-old, buddy that this is an important day of when God came to earth because hope had been born. In Isaiah chapter six, or chapter nine, verse six, we see this prophecy fulfilled. If you wanna throw it up on the screen, I wanna read it with you tonight. It says, for a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of peace. What I love about this verse, what I love about what it says is that a child is born to us. To you and to me, the greatest gift ever has been given in the person of Jesus. And it says, and the government will rest upon his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and the prince of peace. I love that that this is the, what Jesus was going to be called when he walked the earth, that he's a wonderful counselor. The best type of counselor, I've been to some counseling myself, the best type of counselor is one that sits and listens to you and simply understands what you're going through and, and is patient to hear your pain and, and hear your doubts and hear your questions, hear your cries, all the above. And it, the Bible tells us, the prophet Isaiah tells us that it's wonderful that it is a beautiful thing, that the Son of God listens to his people. You see that with the shepherds as they were invited in. 
to experience the Son of God. I love that it says that he is our everlasting Father. We can throw that back up there. (laughs) That he is our everlasting Father and he's our mighty God. Meaning that there is no situation or problem that we face that is too big for our God. That he is mighty, that he is strong, that he is powerful. I want you to know whatever's going on in your life today, whatever situations you're facing at the end of the year, there is not one problem that God like is worried about. He's not worried about it. I would say the one thing he may be worried about is whether or not we're gonna turn to him when things get difficult, which is why he sent us a way that we could connect to him and relate to him and be brought back into his family, which is his son, Jesus. He's our everlasting father, meaning that he is our father forever. I was listening to a pastor talk about this verse this week, and he, was, he said someone came up to him after church and said, why does God call himself father? And he said to them, well, back then in Bible times, there were good fathers out there on the earth. They were respected. They were honored. Now, dads, we've done a little bit of a rough job emulating the love and honor of God here on earth sometimes. But you know what? However your relationship with your earthly father was, whether it was great or terrible, I want you to know tonight you have the opportunity to have a relationship with a heavenly father who is better than you could possibly imagine, who loves you more than you deserve and is with you right now here in this place. And it's not just tonight, it's everlasting. You see, our father is where we get our identity. And tonight God calls all of us, his sons and his daughters, that we are a part of his family, that he is proud to call you his son. He is proud to call you his daughter. No matter what your journey has looked like, no matter how many mistakes you've made, no matter how young or old, you are there is an everlasting father out there and we can know him because of what we're celebrating tonight through the person of Jesus the final thing he says is that he's the prince of peace I like that it's a great title peace is something that I think is lost in our world to realize that when storms come and situations arise we can take a deep breath and realize we have peace but I've been thinking about this verse a lot because I knew I was sharing on it. And, and we focus a lot on the word peace, but what we forget to maybe look into is the word prince. And prince means that we've surrendered to someone's rule in our life. And I think what's important for us as we finish this year and, and lean into 2022 is where can I surrender more of myself to the prince of Jesus? Where can I surrender more of myself? Not so that he can be in control, but so that he can bring me peace. To know that when my life is out of control and life is stressful, I know that I have peace. Because just like we say it here at Local City, peace has a name, and that name is Jesus. And tonight, the main point I want want to kind of drive home as we continue our conversation is I love presents during Christmas, right? I mean, we have so many presents. We're doing Christmas at our house. The family's coming over. We have so many presents at our house. It's, it's insane, under the tree. There's just presents and gifts everywhere. My wife kind of shouted me out today on her Insta story where she took a picture of her pristinely wrapped gifts, perfect corners, beautiful ribbon and yarn tied around, and then she scans over to my gift, which... 
you're glad there's something of value inside of it because the wrapping has no value. If you're to look at the corners are all messed up. There's tape all over the place covering the rips and things that I've done. I never cut it right. I don't know how you guys do the corners where you fold it over on the edge there. I always have too much paper or not enough. I mean, it just looks bad, but it doesn't change the value of the gift inside. And there's so many around our tree. Our son is so excited for Christmas. I've been really loving kind of three-and-a-half-year-old son, Shepard, who is excited about opening gifts tomorrow. We let him open a gift today because, you know, we're parents who cave in easily, I guess. And, and he was excited to open it. But during Christmas time, there's so many other presents we get, right? Like, I love Christmas movies. Shepard's been enjoying a specific uh, uh, maybe you'll say you're a bad parent for showing him these when he's three, but we laugh at it, so it's cool. He's been loving the Home Alone movies, Home Alone 1 and 2. He calls them the Thieves movies, um, and he always makes me fast forward to when they get hit by the paint cans and when they step on the ornaments and all of the above. And I, I've been seeing this meme go around, and, and I love when a meme that you see on social media kind of speaks to your inner person of like, yeah, I've always wondered that. Maybe you saw this Home Alone meme of, of the house that they live in, if you can throw it up on the screen for me. The older I get, the more I wonder what Kevin McAllister's dad did to afford this house and a vacation to Paris for nine people. Anybody ever remember, like, wonder, how, what does this guy do? He's bringing their whole family to Paris. I relate more with the, the uncle who's just along for the ride, who's like, hey, your dad spent good money on this trip. You better not ruin it. I'm like, that, that, yeah, that'd be me. I'd be, yeah, we're going to Paris for free. I'm there. You're not even my family. I'm going. And I love this, how it echoes kind of things that we think, right? I love the presence of Christmas because you kind of give, I don't know if you're like me, you give yourself permission to not worry about health, during it, because you know you got one party after the next. There's just always Christmas cookies in the house. We got Christmas cookies after service tonight. So kids, hold on. You're gonna get a cookie afterwards, so be ready. But they're great. I mean, there's so much desserts coming over to our house. My wife makes fun of me, because there's a specific Christmas unhealthy treat that I love, that I look for at Publix, especially when it's on Bogo, I'll buy two of them. I love the Christmas tree cakes. Come on. Oh yeah, it's, it's, not a, it's not a rare occurrence in the Miller house where dad will polish off a whole box of those in uh, just a few hours because I love them. There's only like six in the box, so before you get crazy, it's all right. We make the resolutions in the new year to you know cleanse our system from all that stuff that we've eaten during Christmas, right? And I love just the fact that there's so much joy around it as well. There's so much joy around what we get to be a part of, what we get to do. Uh, I wanted to show you one of the things that Adrian and I got to experience this year was Shepard was in his very first ever Christmas play. It wasn't a play. Uh, he was in his very first ever Christmas pageant. Uh, that's even a strong word. Uh, he walked up stage and sang to some music that was being played. And he, his class sang, a, I guess, a very famous YouTube Christmas song called Dominic the Christmas donkey. Here's a little video of him singing with his friends, his clown. He looks so cute. Yeah, there's, yeah. Oh, look at that. That little hee-haw, hee-haw right there. Yeah. He's doing such a good job. We practice at our house. He loves waving the little Italian flag. My favorite part's coming up. He's just, every time he sees Adrian, he smiles real big. <laughs> looks good in that big old scarf. It's my favorite part right here. I love that part. <laughs> but, but I was so excited to see him do that. But what's funny about these, these uh, pageants, these Christmas things, is the parents are cutthroat, man. 
to make sure they get that video and the photos. Look at this picture of the parents in the aisle. They're just like, get out of my way, throwing bows. There was some grandfather there that I don't know if he just teleported from like 1999. We had one of those big camcorders. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, where'd you get that thing? But he wasn't following the etiquette of like sitting down on his knees. He was like up on his knees, like filming his kid right in front of him. And man, some other grandma was like, sit down. And I was like, thank you. Because I was about to say, because he was blocking my view of Shepard. Right, but what I love about this picture, and just go with me for a second, is I honestly think this is what happened in heaven when Jesus was born. Not that they were throwing bows and like, get out of my way, but I think they were excited to witness the moment that this was all about. The moment that God had been talking about for ages and generations. One day I'm gonna send the Savior to the world. One day I'm gonna put on flesh and become human and redeem and save my kids back into my family to forgive them and set them free. If I'm an angel, oh, what? I wanna, I gotta get a front row seat to see this happen. That's what Christmas is all about. See, the main thing I want you to hear tonight is, is that the present that God's given us, the main thing that we're holding on to this evening is that the present is his presence. The present was his presence. That God is present among us tonight that he is here with us in this place. I wanna give you three quick things that a present does. What does a present do? It does a lot of things, it brings us joy. It, it helps us know that someone is looking out for us, someone, someone is caring for us, someone thought of us. Throw that first statement up on the screen. The beautiful thing about a present is that number one, a present, matters when I need help. See, God stepped into humanity at just the right time. The Bible tells us that when you and I were at our worst, when we were in our darkest moments, when we were the worst sinners, that's when Jesus stepped into our lives. See, a present matters when I need help. Maybe you need help tonight. Maybe you're facing a difficult situation or you're going through something in your relationships, in your family. Maybe Christmas is a difficult time for you because it reminds you of a relationship you've lost or a family member that you've lost. I've told, my, I've told local city this a bunch of times that my father passed away and every Christmas is exciting, but also there's that little vacancy in my heart every single year. There's moments I need help for God to say, hey, I know, it, it's okay. It's difficult. There's much joy and heartache at the same time. It's what it means to be a human. And I remember the presence of Jesus that when I need help, I can simply say, Jesus, today's about you. I'm so thankful for the earthly father that you gave me and I'm so thankful I get to experience my heavenly father today, Jesus, because of what you've done. Second thing is, is the present matters when I'm afraid. We see that's the first thing the angel says to the shepherds, don't be afraid. I'll bring you good news of great joy to all people. Last time I checked, all people means all people. So I gotta let you know I got good news for everybody in the room. Not just the church people, not just the perfect people, but the broken, messed up, mistake-ridden people. We got some good news tonight that we don't have to be afraid anymore. God is here in this place. He stepped into our lives, and he's the greatest gift and greatest present we'd ever received. Maybe you're walking afraid right now, afraid to lose that business, afraid to lose that one thing. Nobody knows it, but deep down, you know every day you wake up with fear. The news and social media gives us new things to be afraid of almost every minute. I want you to know today that even in the most stressful situations and 
most crazy and chaotic times we live in, you can be at peace because we're surrendered to the Prince of Peace who gives us courage even when we feel afraid, even when we feel like, I don't want to step into that. But Jesus says, hey, I'll go with you. Because we don't just believe and surrender to baby Jesus. He grew up and, and walked this earth for 30-some years to show us what it would be like if God was here. And the last thing is a present matters when I need assurance. I want you to know today that you can be assured that God is a way-making, promise-keeping, miracle-working God tonight. That God keeps his promises, that he doesn't give up, that he doesn't deny who he is, that he doesn't let go. He is always going to be there. The Bible promises us over and over and over again that God will never leave you and God will never forget about you and God will never forsake you. I'm so thankful for the moments that even in the moments when I've turned my back on God, he never turned his back on me. What I love about Jesus is that you may feel a hundred steps away from him. You may feel so far away from him tonight. But I want you to know the assurance that you and I have is that we may feel a hundred steps away, but every step that you've taken away, Jesus was right behind you taking one step saying, I'm here whenever you're ready to turn around. I'll be right here with open arms waiting for you. It's who he is. It's what he's done. It's the gift that we celebrate tonight. See, I love that in the book of Matthew chapter one, he details out what the angel said describing the life and story and birth of Jesus. It says, look, the virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. If you, don't leave, if you can leave with one thing tonight, I pray that you would leave with that statement, Emmanuel, God is with you. See, he was named Jesus, very powerful. What did people call him? What was it announced that he would be called God with us? When he walked the earth, he performed miracles and raised the dead and helped blind see and fed 5,000 people and conquered death and walked out of that grave alive for this statement right here. God with us. God with you, God with me today. He is Emmanuel. You can have the assurance of that. We can have the assurance that God is with us here in this place tonight. As we begin to wrap up, I wanted to give you a few things about what these, this present does in our life and, and the four presents we have because of his presence. I know it's a lot of like, what, is it T-S or C-E at this time? Well, just go with me. But because of God's presence in our life through Jesus, he's given us some presents to open tonight and to open in our life every single day. Number one, the first gift that you and I have is that we get the opportunity to have an experience with God. See, the shepherds and the wise men and, and people like Simeon and, and Anna and even Elizabeth when she was pregnant with John the Baptist, they had a moment to experience God and that one moment with God, through, with the Son of God, Jesus, changed everything. And I want you to know today that every, everyone is invited to have an experience with God. We say it this way at Local City, that anyone, anywhere, at any time, has the chance to experience God in a real way. Because God is always calling out to us. God is always reaching out to us with his love. One of the things I love about Christmas and ramping up to Christmas time is getting out the Christmas lights and 
decorating the house. I mean, I love getting them all ready, like I got them here, and you know, you open them up, and you know, sometimes they look like this. But what I love about Christmas lights, and I'm not, I'm not allowed to put these up at the house because they're color, colorful, and Adrian's like white only, uh, minimalist, all of that. <laughs> but I like these. But what I love about putting those on my house, and I'll show you a little picture of my house because I'm really proud of the job I did this year. Uh, that's, that's our house. Um, that little Merry Christmas sign my grandfather made by hand, which is pretty amazing, and it's survived the many, many Christmases, and it's an honor to put it out front of my house. Got my star up on the chimney that Shepherd loves. But what I love about houses that are decorated with Christmas lights is that when kids walk by the house, they run up to them. When, she- when we walk through our neighborhood and Shepherd sees Christmas lights, he just runs up to him. He's like, look at this, look at that. And he like tries to touch like the little inflatable Santa and things like that. Because kids, they're just great. They just run up to him. Oh, look at this, this is awesome. This light looks like, so pretty, so cool. And I love that when I see kids walk by and like they, they say, mom, dad, it says Merry Christmas. Look at that. Or look at the star up on the chimney. And I'm like, yes. It took me a long time to hang that star on the chimney and make sure it was straight. I was up on the roof. Thank you for noticing, little child. But what I love about it is it reminds me of, of what Jesus was doing, when he, what God was doing when he sent Jesus and told the shepherds about it. And then signaled to the wise men with the star in the sky that they were invited to be with Jesus. Hey, it's okay, run up on the lawn, run up right up to the lights and see face to face who Jesus is. Have an experience with your heavenly Father God. Have an experience with his love and joy and hope that he has for you tonight. You don't have to sit on the sidelines. You don't have to sit and watch someone else experience it for you. You can have a moment with God for yourself and it can change your life in an instant. It can change the generations of your family in an instant because that's how good God is it's the great gift of the fact that we can experience him that God wants to be known and he wants to have a relationship with his kids if you're thankful for that gift give me a good amen tonight come on experiencing God in a real way the the second thing the second gift that that you and I get is that we can find true freedom see once again Jesus just didn't come as a baby he lived his life here and he gave his life for you and me in a demonstration on the cross to show us who, how, just how far God is willing to go. And he stretched out his arms this wide and said, hey, tonight I am purchasing your freedom on the cross. As we take communion at the end of service, it's a reminder that Jesus' body was broken so that we didn't have to be. And that you can, try, you can find true freedom. Maybe you, maybe you feel like these lights, that you're all tangled up and you want someone like to... T- you know, just help you get free again. I'm not gonna be able to do it right now because they are very tangled. But someone to take the time to untangle the messes maybe that we've created ourselves, to untangle the messes that maybe we we find ourselves in. I want you to know today that we serve and trust a very patient God who is willing to take one one step at a time to help you find true freedom so you can begin to stretch and live the free life that he purchased for you on the cross to say, God, I know that I am forgiven and I am saved set free only because of you, not because of anything I've done, but only because of Jesus, only because of his sacrifice do I have true freedom tonight. 2022 does not have to be a year of addiction, doesn't have to be a year of anxiety or depression anymore. You can find true freedom. Simply starts by letting Jesus untangle the wires. The third thing is, is that you can begin to discover your redemptive purpose. See, a lot of people would say, yeah, you have purpose in your life, which is very true. I want you to know you have purpose in your life. God does not create accidents or mistakes. He is proud of each and every single one of you, and he has purpose for you. But what I love about 
God, it's redemptive purpose. Meaning that all the mistakes that we've made, maybe all the times we've journeyed astray and gone this way and gotten lost, God redeems all those things to bring purpose back into our life. For me, I know that I've told you before, again, I mentioned it tonight, that with the loss of my father, I felt like I had lost everything. I didn't really have, feel like I had purpose anymore because I was so heartbroken, I was so defeated. I can't begin to tell you how that happened five or six years ago. I can't begin to tell you how over the last five or six years I've been able to sit down across the table from someone who had just lost a family member or lost their father or going through tremendous loss and I can say, hey, I've been where you've been and I wanna help you get through this darkness. I've been where you've been and I wanna help you climb out of the pit I was in. Listen, you've been through some things in your life. You've walked through some things in your life and you're still here. You're still alive. God's got breath in your lungs still. Jesus has a redemptive purpose for you so you can begin to make a difference in someone else's life and realize that I have made an impact for eternity in someone's life because the enemy tried to defeat me but he couldn't stop me because of the mighty God and everlasting father that was on my side the only way we can do that is to connect to the strand again you ever have those lights and you plug them in they don't work and it's because you realize you realize there's there's one that's kind of fallen out, kind of missing. Well, see, I think for some of us, we've tried to live our life this way. I got it, I'm good. And we realize we're feeling like we're discouraged and feeling like we can't find our purpose anymore. Well, God would say, if you would take some time to plug back into the strand again, I'll show you who you really are. And you can be, become a part of a beautiful thing that makes a difference in people's lives, that brings them joy that shows them who they are. If you're looking at all these and you realize, well, these lights are great, Ryan, but you know, you're kind of missing a really important thing about all of them, and you'd be right. And I'm gonna ask the band to come join me back on stage as we get ready for the end of service. But see, the thing is that we can do all these things and we can have experiences with God. We can find our redemptive purpose. We can find true freedom. The thing is, if we don't ever accept gift number four, it's always going to be empty. It's always going to leave us wanting. It's always going to run out until we take time to get down on our knees and say, Jesus, I need to just know you. I can't do this without you. I need to stay connected to who you are because it's when I'm connected and when I know Jesus that I shine like the light that I am because the light of the world is inside me. I could show you these and you could estimate that they would shine brighter that you think that they work but until I connect it to the power source they're just an empty decoration they're not living their full purpose they're not free to do what they were created to do I encourage you tonight is about one thing it's about knowing Jesus when we start our 21 days of prayer and fasting in January and I encourage you if you don't have a home church come hang with us in 2022 and I say hang because that's what Sundays are the time to come together and encourage each other but we're starting 21 days of prayer and fasting on January 9th with this one phrase seek him first and I could be confident to tell you that that phrase could bring a lot of freedom and purpose and strength into your life in 2022 to seek him first I don't seek the news first. I don't seek social media first. I don't seek what I want first. I seek him first. Because if I become disconnected from knowing Jesus, I lose everything. 
If I become disconnected from knowing my Savior, knowing the one who has given me life, knowing the one who gave his life for me and conquered death so that I could be forgiven and set free, I get lost. This is the gift that we celebrate tonight. And I'll put these down. (laughs) It's 1 John 3.16. that says the only reason we know real love is because he loved us first and he gave his life for us. Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a son is given so that he could give his life for us so that we could know what real love is. So thankful for that. And hold on to that tonight. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me as we finish? If there's anyone in here tonight and say, you know what, Ryan? Oh, that sounds good. But I don't know if I've ever trusted Jesus with my life. I don't know if I've ever surrendered to him fully. I want you to know, in just a second, we're going to do some candles, and we're going to share with each other the light of Jesus. But right now, this moment is what it's all about, to give you a chance to know Jesus. And Christmas Eve is a special, sensitive time. So tonight, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to do anything that's going to embarrass you. I'm simply going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Maybe we say it tonight and we're saying it for the first time. To trust Jesus with our life and cross the line of faith for the very first time. Say, I love you, Jesus. I trust you. Maybe we need to recommit our life tonight. And I ask you to repeat this prayer after me because this is the chance to realize that Jesus has been with you the whole way. Would you, would you repeat this prayer after me? Come on, all of us in here, we could all just say this every day as a reminder. Repeat this prayer after me. Would you say, dear Jesus... I give you my life. Thank you for giving your life for me. I trust you. I love you. And I give you my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's clap our hands for who said that prayer for the first time. And would you stand to your feet? Come on, we're going to have a good time tonight as we close. And if you didn't get to get a candle, if you didn't get a candle when you walked in, our host team will walk around and grab you one. Go ahead and grab your candle tonight. And I want you to know, here's what this means. This is the light of the gift of Jesus. And it means so much more in our life when we share it with the person on our left and right. And kids, you got your little LED safety candle as well that you can hold up in the air. But as we remember this, I pray that you wouldn't realize that there is no light that can quench, there's no darkness that can quench this light. This light is so that we could know Jesus and see him clearly. And it's so powerful when we share it with one another. One of my favorite moments of Christmas Eve. And as as our team leads us in O Holy Night, let's fill this place with the light of Jesus as we share the hope that Jesus has to offer with each and every one.